right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Rock and roll, everybody. Welcome to Jumpstart Sessions. So uh, today, we're going to talk about how to get better paying clients, what types of offerings should you have, how to find clients, and do you need to cold call and cold email to get clients? So I am pumped to talk about these topics today because I've been doing um, a lot of messages with my coaching clients and this stuff's been coming up and there's been some really amazing breakthroughs um, happening. So I actually just did a podcast episode um, that is going to be fire that we're going to release out here in the future that was talking about some of these topics specifically Um, and I just wanted to do a solo episode on it as well to reiterate some of this. So one of the things at the top of this is how to get better paying clients. So one thing that I find is that we tend to, and this is going to tie right into what types of offerings should you have. So I tend to find that a lot of people, especially in the beginning, because this is what I did in the beginning of my career, um, is that you have a camera and you can edit video. And so as a byproduct, anything and everything you could do for anything and everybody, you will kind of offer or you will do or you will say yes to. And you've heard me talk about as well before the idea of kind of Subway versus MasterChef. But here's something that I've realized is really powerful as well is that no matter what you get paid and no matter what you say yes to, that whatever your skill set is today – so this is how do I get better paying clients? No matter what your skill set is available today, short of – variables of things that you, you you literally don't own that are necessary on projects. But what I find is the amount of projects where you need to hire all these people or you need to hire, you know, uh, sound guys and lighting guys and, 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 and uh, rent a ton of gear, like it's usually not necessary. A lot of times we do possess everything and we have a certain skill level that we're at today. So here's the thing that you've got to keep in mind. Whatever skill level you're at today, do not allow people to hire you to do less than your current skill set. And so what happens is, is with different people's offerings sometimes, especially in like you see it a lot with weddings, there's different packages. And typically what happens is, is there's this level of like, you know, bronze, silver, gold, but the bronze is not as good as the gold in regards to the product that you're going to deliver to somebody. But especially in your early stages of your career, what happens is, is is when you allow someone to book you to create an inferior product. Now, what happened for me is I just ended up getting screwed on the money part because it was very difficult for my DNA to create inferior. Like I just couldn't do it. Now I see hindsight 2020 how important and it was for my business to be able to inherently through my DNA like not, not create crap because – what happens is, is when you say, well, I only got $200 for this and you know, they said they only needed one camera and they only needed this and that and this is kind of that your order taker mentality, right? You, they, they came to the drive-thru, they found your company and they said what they needed and you said, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. And what that does is, is that people will see that work, like that work, refer you again potentially And then they'll have an expectation for you to do the same thing again. And in your head, you go, here we go again. Another one of these clients, another one of these jobs. Can't wait to do this. Yes, I can do that. 500 bucks. That sounds great. Okay. Or even it doesn't matter what you're getting paid. The the podcast I had, 
The person's being paid more of a premium, yet they're still allowing to book packages and book things that they don't want to do, that they don't like to do, and they don't feel creates their best work. And so what I started to to shift in my mind is every time I – now, granted – This is not a comparison factor to knowing that people are better than you that are out there. This has nothing to do with that. Things you really want to do and you're doing your best today, of course that will change tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next week and the next month. But sometimes we take on things and we do things that we do not want to do and we do not want to get better at. But we do it because we can and we're capable and they're willing to pay us money and it would be great to make some money. And so what I started to learn is that the reprogramming is this idea that I'm disservicing every single client that I take on, that I allow them to, to sell me into doing something I don't want to do, that I'm not great at, don't even become better at, but I have the competency and capability to do it, so I do it. Because there's somebody out there, that trash to you is someone else's treasure. It's a project that somebody would be pumped to be on, that would do an excellent job on. And so if you want excellent clients and excellent pay and excellent opportunities and projects, then you need to always create excellence to whatever standard of your ability that you have today. Again, that's going to change, but too many times, you know, we're, we're capable of X, you know, we're capable of doing something incredible and we have all the gear and the technology, but because somebody said they didn't need any of it, then we don't do it. And then somebody sees that and comes and asks us again, and then we do that thing again. And then it perpetuates and we end up with a bunch of clients and projects and pay that we're not excited about and that uh, we're complaining about that we never get to do this or we never get to do that. And that was what this call was about. This call was about not getting to do same-day edits but knowing that doing same-day edits for weddings are when this person creates their best work. And they had product offerings where it was kind of this like here's the platter. You pick from it. Some of it I love. Some of it I don't. Some of it creates my best work. Some of it doesn't. But just in case, I want to offer it all to you so that hopefully you'll say yes to something. And what I found is that it's scary to simplify your offerings. It's scary to say, this is how I create. This is what's irony when you think about it from this point. When you talk to somebody, this is what I create or how I create my best work. It's hard to argue with a person who says, this is how I create my best work. To do it that way is not how I'll create my best work. Does somebody really want to hire somebody who isn't going to be able to do their best work because the, what they're asking for, they don't, they're not excellent at. Now, you can think, well, then lose these jobs, right? I'm, I'm not going to get these opportunities. They're going to say no because I don't have what they want. I, the amount of times in my life that I have lost jobs or opportunities this way, I'm not saying they didn't exist, but a bunch of them came back. And then there was also a bunch where, like the scenario, normally most people, if somebody came to, came to you today and said, here's what we want, here's what we're willing to pay, here's how we want you to do it, here, 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 here. In most people's mind, the easiest thing to do is what? Right? What is the easiest thing to do if somebody says, this is what we want, this is what we want you to do, this is how many cameras, this is how many hours, this is how many everything, and here's what we're willing to pay for it. 
the easy and natural thing to do for most people until you build up that inner confidence and that inner self-esteem and your self-worth and you have belief in what you do, you have conviction and certainty in what you do, and you have that ability to say, if that's really what you want, and this isn't a case of this isn't what you do potentially or how you do your best work, but somebody came along and they want something else, the easier thing, thing seems to be just go, Sure, for sure. That's yeah, we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and just meet them right where they're at. Yes, we do that. We'll do exactly what you want. We'll be there at 8 a.m. We'll do this. We'll do that. And again, that's that 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 fast food restaurant. I go through the fast food restaurant, you know, the, the, I go through the drive through. I tell them what I want. I pull up. I go boom off. But I want everybody who's listening to be able to elevate their prices, to be able to have clients and opportunities. I don't believe that a lot of people some people do. If that's the business model you want, then no problem. But I want a business model where I get to do what I love, create work I'm super proud of, work with awesome clients on awesome projects, ones I can get really passionate about, and ones, quite frankly, that when I'm done, I want to watch the video 20 times, right? I want to be proud of what I do. And when I just go, okay, and that took years. Like, it takes time to build up this muscle, and sometimes you might not know right now, so you do do it. But whatever you choose to do, you need to still do your absolute best Every single time. If you own a drone, bring a drone. I see people in comments on things saying, well, they don't want my drone, right? They don't, because you've line itemed it or you priced it out in a way where it's like, well, here's my drone and here's this and here's this and here's this. And then people, they can nitpick it. And what are people going to do if they have the ability to? They're going to nitpick something and tear it down and say, I don't want that. I don't think we need that. Da 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 da. So now your $2,000 bid's $800. And you're like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> okay, well, I, I, that's what you want. And then you create something, quite frankly, mediocre relative to what you're actually able and, you know, uh, have the ability to create. And so I find when you create what you think would be a $5,000 project on a $500 project, because it's not the there's not necessarily a difference. There's a difference in mindset. There's a difference in client's capacity to pay, but there's not necessarily a difference between a free, a 500, a 5,000 and a $50,000 project. It is the clients you're working with, your ability to have belief in what you do, believe in the pricing and the product and the offering. I mean, we've had videos that quite frankly look similar that we've done from free to 5,000 to $30,000 and they're similar. The final product itself is similar, but the clients were different. The behind the scenes might have been different, but that's the thing. And so if you're enjoying this right now, give some likes and love if you're watching it live. Um, and so it, it, it's an interesting thing, but it, it's, it's something that's not talked about a lot because, again, it's not sexy. The sexy thing is to talk about the cameras and the technology, and I get that. Plenty of people talking about that, of course, and that's all good, um, and it's, it's, it's a necessary thing, but I just had somebody that I coach who sent me a video and said, this is what was produced before me, and now they're wanting to hire me, and I looked at the video, and I said, well, do you know why? This is going to be an episode, actually. I have the interaction. It was a cool interaction to make an episode, but I said, do you know why they aren't getting hired again out of, out of curiosity? And he said, yeah, it wasn't because they weren't creating great videos. They weren't not happy with the video. They weren't happy with all the behind the scenes. That's where they weren't happy. So all the behind the scenes, the, they were difficult to deal with, et cetera, et cetera. 
And that's what's happening because on the surface, it's becoming an even playing field, right? With things like full-time filmmaker out there, with everything there is on YouTube, with every piece of technology that is available, the playing field for the product, for the final offering, for the video is becoming so even that it's very difficult for clients to discern the difference between some guy or gal who's been doing it for 10 years and somebody who's been doing it for 10 weeks, because quite frankly, at times the person been doing it for 10 weeks could be doing a better video than the 10-year person, but it's not even just the years. <clears throat> it's the professionalism on the back end. Are you responding to emails, phone calls? Are you doing things and getting them done when you say you're going to do them? When you're on site, how, you know, not just professional and necessarily fully how you speak or how you dress, but professional in how you act and how you interact. And are you pleasant? Are you easy to deal with? Are you, again, nickel and diming? Are you, you making it so difficult to, to work with you that it's not fun? And so we have so many choices that we do not have to sit here any longer and, and deal with these, you know, essentially uh, people. And hopefully you're not one of them listening to this, but recognizing that when you show up and create excellence, you do your best, you bring your A game every game and every time, then you're going to attract A players. You're going to attract the bigger projects and the bigger budgets because that certainty, that confidence, that excellence, right? Who are the athletes, the entertainers who, who get paid the most, the ones who don't give a crap and are really lax and don't care at all and don't try or the people who bring their A game? Right. When you talk about like in the Olympics or, you know, 100 meter dashes or things, I mean, the difference between winning and losing in that is milliseconds. Right. So there was a video that I watched that had this um, essentially it said it's never over till it's over or don't celebrate too soon or whatever. And it shows these people like in races and different things where, you know, they're like, oh, man, they're so far ahead of the other person. And then what happens is, is that. <laughs> they start to coast right before the end. And then that person who was going to come in second, boom, accelerates through and they win, right? So right now there's somebody out there who's, and this isn't just about hustle. This isn't just about efforting and working so hard until your eyes bleed and, you know, 24 hours a day. It isn't about that. But somebody's bringing their A game. Somebody cares more than you. Somebody is loving on a client more than you right now. And once they have that experience, they don't want to go back. So if they haven't had it yet, well, that's one thing. But once they get a taste for somebody, and that's why I really encourage people as well that in this day and age, too many people on certain levels have had bad experiences. And I see all this stuff. I was just in a thread somewhere. Somebody was talking about never do free work, you know. And, um, and I said there's good free work and bad free work. And the bad free work, nine times out of ten, is when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm going to hook you up, do this for me, da-da-da-da-da, I know so many people. The good free work is the work you seek out to do, that you want to do for other people. And what I find is, is if you can come in and use that as your appetizer, as your teaser with the client, and at times that holds your value more. If you hold your value high, you create excellence regardless, and you can go in for a client and do something that shows the whole experience of what it's like to work with you and experience you. You're going to do what you say you're going to do. You're going to do it in a timely manner, et cetera, et cetera. 
that free project can be better than a cheap paid project because the cheap can at times devalue you versus, you know, we do things at X and it ranges from 1,500 to 15,000, but we want to just give you a taste. I know that at times, you know, you've had bad experiences in the past or whatever. um, So I'd love to come in here and rock this out for you. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't give a discounted in association to a higher price to get paid as well, but that low barrier to entry to just go in, but a lot of people associate free with bad at times as well because the free is this, it's going to take me, you know, uh, two weeks to do. I mean, a lot of things that I've done, I, one of my best ones that's got 100,000 views on Facebook was a little 60-second video because I found out that lady, if her business did well, she'd buy my building. So I made her a little video and it drove so many people into her business. It took me like two or three hours to shoot and edit this thing. And so value doesn't always – and I'm going to give you another story here uh, really quick as well. There was a, a, a buddy – and you can look him up actually. Uh, his name's Brett Culp, and he has a, a documentary called Legends of the Night and um, Look to the Sky. They're incredibly inspirational documentaries. But his first documentary um, was Legends of the Night, and – he raised like $80,000 on either Indie, I think it was Indiegogo, and he was telling me how he put this trailer together. And there's this trailer, the first one, he, he put effort into it, but not a ton of time and effort. He kind of threw it together and he, and he put it out there and it went viral and it went crazy. It, it ran, it, it drove so much money to the campaign and it was incredible. And then the second one, he thought, well, gosh, I got all these connections. I got all this momentum. I got to do this one right. Like I really got to put a a lot of effort into this, a lot of hours. So he put 10 times the work into that one that he did the first one. And the campaign and the video, it it didn't do even remotely as well as the other one. So too many times you're you're comparing your value and your your self-worth to the hours and effort and time you're putting into something. But it's not the hours and effort and time that you're putting into something that creates the value. Because some people with less effort and less time can create equal or more value than somebody who put in more effort and time. And so when you can start to wrap your head around that, that you can create enormous value for somebody in a shorter amount of time. And it also doesn't mean, you know, even when you go to do that and get paid for it, it doesn't mean that you get paid less because you're efficient and can do things with ease and faster, but it delivers a lot of value. But if you've been programmed, like most of us and like I was, that more effort and hours and time and quantity and more, more, more is what equals more value and more money, then you'll never believe in yourself enough if all you're doing is trying to do that and run yourself ragged. So Sebastian's saying something here. If you're enjoying this, give some likes and love while you're on the live. And... um Having a blast. Love this, love this, love this. Did we cover all these? Um, oh, finding clients. We'll, we'll knock that out the second half here. So how do you love on a client but avoid coming across as needy? Um, well, if you want to say some more about that, I'm not quite sure exactly. <laughs> I get that sometimes Maya has this touchy-feely woo-woo-woo stuff going on, but it's it's far from that. And it's, I think, the next evolution here coming up in our economy and with clients because um, – you know, but loving on a client, I mean, you can get paid big money from a client and not being needy. Needy doesn't needy is like beating them over the head with a baseball bat because you're needy and you need money. And so that neediness comes across because you're like, yes, everything, do whatever, I'll do whatever you want. I need, you know, I need your money now. Like all these kind of like needy esque 
characteristics, but taking care of a client, doing what you say you're going to do, even doing a little extra here and there, um, and and just you know being responsive in emails, being responsive on the phone, you know whatever it is, and being friendly on site. These things like there's nothing needy about that. Caring about people is not necessarily a needy trait, right? And so I hope that makes sense. But I I, I need more of what you're you're meaning by it. But loving on a client, serving a client, taking care of a client is not a needy thing. Neediness. Is, is at times an energy, right? Are you needy? Because if you're needy, it'll come across in, in the way you present yourself and the way that your, your vibe is giving off. And I know that's really, really getting out there for some, but that is what I believe needy is more of an energy at times um, than it is just an activity that we do. Um, and so the last two, how to find clients and do you need to cold call and cold email? Well, you can. This is kind of a, you know, there's always these like hooks out there I'm throwing and we'll, we'll pull them back in. But um, one thing that I just had somebody that I'm, I'm doing coaching with that I, I sent this message to that I want to share with everybody to keep in mind is that too many times we think it has to be, we got to go out to all these people that we don't know and we got a cold email and cold knock on doors and all. We don't know anybody. We got, oh my God, what's this? We got to, I've never heard of them. Let me call them up. They don't know who I am. You don't have to do that. Now, some of you are more connected than others, but on some level, depending on your situations, all of you are connected with someone, multiple someones, whether that's a husband, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a mom, a dad, a grandma, a cousin, an aunt, whomever. Brothers, sisters, friends, right? The different people in your life that then they're connected to people. And so at times, whether it's with a wedding, with its real estate, whatever it is, right inside your own internal network are people. And you just need to be open-minded and be conversational and reach out and have those conversations with people, letting them know what you do. So a guy that just sent me a message, he said, you know, you, you told me about this and, and, I was playing soccer. I, I hurt myself. I had to get personal training or uh, I go to physical therapy. These physical therapists are in their house. They're doing their thing. And, you know, and I thought, oh, well, you know what? I'm just going to do what Deb said and I'm going to mention um, what, you know, what is, uh, uh, what's going on with my business and what I'm doing. So he says, yeah, yeah, I just, you know, I'm creating videos. You know, I don't know if that's something that you guys have thought about. And just a simple, just nothing salesy, nothing pushy, just talking about what he does. And they're like, oh my God, really? Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe that. Like we were thinking about video and we have this YouTube channel and stuff. So now what went from, he just getting some physical therapy because he got hurt. He's like, could turn into 30 to 50 video project. And then he had another scenario just like that as well uh, with some realtor friends where he, he reached out to. And so what you don't always realize is you're always looking out way outside to people you don't know and it's scary and they're not going to take you seriously and you could reach out to 30 people you don't know and not get one to reply. But at times there's already friends and family and connections and things that are right there. They can get that momentum going and can open up doors for you that you didn't even think were closed or could be opened. And so I would just challenge everybody listening to think about that. Who are people you know right now, whether that's restaurants that you frequent, right? Places that 
I mean, on certain levels, I go through uh, this one drive through to get smoothies with my wife every day that uh, it, uh, Breadco, they know us so well. Like if I really wanted to create video work with them, I go, hey, guys, you know, I'm just curious. I have a video production company and, you know, I just want to know who would I talk to about making a video? I guarantee now I don't have a desire to make a video. So this is, you know, not something I'm going to do. And I've had these in my life, but I've done it in other areas and other things when I want it. Because the video we make for them is not my type of thing. It might be for somebody else. But like I know that they'd connect me. Where I've sat at restaurants where I'm watching people walk in saying, hey, can you connect me with the manager? You know, Can you do this? And they're like, no, he doesn't take solicitation. There's no solicitation on the door. And then I've actually said something and had a conversation with those people. And so it's, it's, it's a fascinating um, – working? Uh, it's a fascinating thing that – Rapport and relationship is so powerful to create, you know, and open doors and create opportunities. But we don't think of that sometimes because we think it's got to be difficult and hard again and hours and effort. And I got to email 50 people and this kind of stuff. And it's not necessarily necessary. And so, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the thing. And so, I would just, again, challenge all of you to think of your own internal network, and no matter what you make the choice, because you are making a choice every single time that you say yes to something, when you make that choice to do a project, do it with excellence. Do your absolute best no matter what you're getting paid within capacity of what gear and technology and everything you have, but don't be letting everybody run over you all the time. Now, that doesn't mean – you have to be super unfriendly and all. it's nothing to do with any of that. It's just when you're powerful, if you don't know it yet, that's okay too. But when you start to understand it or you're learning it, you know, stand more in that power of knowing this is what how I do excellence rather than just, you know, again, being the order taker. And that takes time and, and finesse. Um, but it's definitely a powerful thing when you can get there and it will help people want to work with you more. And pay you more and trust you even more, right? There's a trust factor when you're like, if that's really what you want, we don't do that. But this is what we do and this is what we do best. If you really need that, there's some people I can refer you to. Uh, but let me uh, just explain to you like this is how we do it. And then you'll have this enthusiasm and infection that you'll give to people when you do it that way because you're going to be excited about it. Right? How, how hard do we push and how much action do we take towards things we don't really want? How, how much will you be super passionate to tell somebody about something that you really don't want to do? Right? No, you'll just be like, okay, yep, mm-hmm, we can do that and, and, and take it. Um, and that's fine. There's a time and a place for that. Uh, but the people that I'm wanting to serve and wanting to help with all of this um, – I'm less, you know, most of the people that I know that I'm, I'm doing stuff with don't want to just be the person who they, they want to be able to be the visionary and the creative and, and have people who trust them and they get to create just awesome work and things they're proud of. And that's what I want for each and every single one of you. So rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. Any final questions here? Let me know. Likes and love if you're enjoying it. Help the good old algorithm. And uh, this is a blast. But, you know, if you haven't listened to Jumpstart Sessions, we've got solo sessions like this one. We've got uh, one-on-one sessions, which have been the majority here for a little bit um, that I've been doing. So you can always head on over to jumpstartsessions.net, and it says Get Coached on the Podcast. Very simple, easy form there, and then there's an ability to schedule um, uh, a session. 
and rock that out. And um, I guess we're on at the, as of the recording of this and when this one will be released, actually. We've got about 22, 23 episodes out. So it's been super exciting, been doing well. We've had good chunk of downloads on iTunes. So we're getting some great feedback and great breakthroughs. And so I always love hearing that. And if you've been enjoying uh, the podcast, something that would be awesome, I think we're at 96 of the recording of this. If you've been enjoying the podcast and uh, really, really uh, loving it and you've found value in it, the best way to even share some of that value that you've got out of it and some of the breakthroughs you've had would be to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. I'd love to start reading some of those here on the, uh, on the podcast. Um, and I would love to break 100 here, and I'd love to hear what breakthroughs and transformations you've had and how it's helped and affected your business in a positive way. So check it out. Do that. And think if there's anything else, I think that's about it for today. So I hope you found that helpful. And um, yeah, rock and roll, my friends. Have an amazing rest of your day. And we will rock it out on another episode. I'll talk soon. Bye. 